The Cleveland Indians faced the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium for a Tuesday night game on May 10, 1960. The season was still young, but both teams were off to decent starts. The Tribe was led by manager Joe Gordon and the Yankees by Casey Stengel. Cleveland had been an average team for several years after their historic 111-win season in 1954. The Yankees were coming off a disappointing season in 1959, having won 79 games and missing the World Series for only the second time in 11 years. This audio recording is from the New York radio broadcast featuring announcers Red Barber, Phil Rizzuto, Mel Allen, and Bob Delaney. This is quite an historic date in the career of one... Charles Dillon, Casey Stengel. For today marks 50 years since Casey broke into professional baseball. It was on May 10th, 1910, that Stengel played his first game. On that date, Stengel played center field for Kankakee of the Northern Association against Jacksonville. Casey's debut in organized baseball was with a base hit. He had a single, stole a base, but his ball club lost the game 3-2. to two. OKC has seen a powerful lot of baseball in the last five decades, and quite an anniversary, and quite a record that Mr. Stengel has compiled, not only as a manager of the most successful team in baseball, the New York Yankees, but also a very fine record as a player. 50 years, and so our congratulations to Casey Stengel. I wonder if he can remember all the details of that first ball game. Johnny Temple leading off for the Cleveland Indians as it's play ball time at Yankee Stadium. Billy Short, the young left-hander into the lineup of the first pitch, dips in low, ball one. Johnny Temple, right-handed hitter. Played his career, of course, up until his trade to the Indians with the Cincinnati Redlegs. The pitch, fastball is right in for a call strike. One and one. Temple picked a lot to right field, or at least he did when he was in the National League. The right fielder frequently playing very shallow in right. I noticed that Maris, in right, is playing him about straight away. He used to hit a great deal into short right. The 1-1 pitch, a let-up, swung on, hit fair, past third into the corner in left field. It's a fair ball, and the ball boy almost touched it. And here is Temple roaring into second base with a double. That play was almost compounded by the ball boy, thinking the ball had gone foul. He almost tried to uh, make a play on the ball. It went through his leg, and it was not interfered with in any way. But that young fellow is feeling uh, mighty low at the moment, but he was fortunate in that the ball which he thought had gone foul. He tried to play, and the ball went through his legs, but he never touched it. The ball caromed off the fence out there, and it went as a double anyway. Now, the Indians have a runner on second, and it's time for us now to pick up Red Barber, who will continue the action, as the hitter is Harvey Keene. The first pitch, low inside, ball one. Keene, who came to the Tigers, or came to the Indians from the Tigers, in exchange for Rocky Calavito in the very controversial deal. The pitch to Keene is swung on, a hit foul back up this way. One ball and one strike. Red, uh, I think it's about time we picked you up. We have no score, just, uh, just the beginning, the first hitter. 
Here's the second base. Johnny Temple with a double. Red Crest coaching at first base to Cleveland. Judge White coaching at third. 1-1 pitch here. The curve swung on and fouled back in the Howard mask. And he got it. Elson also on the right shoulder. All right, one ball, two strikes. There's a very familiar fellow pitching batting practice tonight for the Indians. They just brought him up uh, to do that work for him. Ted Wilkes. He used to be quite a relief man with the St. Louis Cardinals. All right, one ball, two strikes. Short looks the second pitcher, then Keane takes the curve, low inside, ball two, two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Fifty years ago today, out of Kankakee, Illinois, a young ball player played in his first ball game, Casey Stengel. He got a base hit and stole a base. And here, fifty years to the day, later, he's over there managing in the Yankee dugout. Watching his kids out for take on uh, these challenging Cleveland Indians. No score. Change of pace is far on and left foul back. Uh, first base, Karen can't quite come up to it. And it is still two and two. Lunos gave it a good try. It was a low uh, foul ball. Couldn't quite get back. Half step short. Folks still coming in. The next two days with Cleveland, the two o'clock. Keen um, holding that bat down by the end. Jimmy Pearsall waiting on deck. The pitch is low inside a curveball, ball three, three and two. Three balls, two strikes. the four umpires, Charlie behind the plate, McKinley is at first, Stevens at second, and Hornacek at third. Short in his uh, pitching position with the runner second, delivers low ball four. So a double by Temple is followed by a base on balls to Keene, and here is Jimmy Pearsall, who's playing left field uh, tonight. For the first time that he's ever played it at the stadium. Pearsall hitting 306. He just hit his way into the outfield. Jimmy Pearsall made some fantastic catches. Primarily as a Red Sox against the Yankees. Right hand batter. The infield has to be looking for the bunt. Runners at first and second. Nobody out. No score. And Pearsall blocks the bunt. Takes a low curve. Ball one. Short has um, walked a half a dozen in each of his three previous starts. Howard goes out to mound to talk to him. Watson's out there talking. Um, young left-hander. Cleveland got off to a slow start, but the club has been rolling. back into right on Pearsall and not playing into full. Temple off second. Keane off first. Pearsall swings the ground ball to short. Two back over to Richardson. One on the first base into the base and Stone comes up with it for a double play. Temple moves over to third base. So they let Pearsall hit. 
and uh, he hit uh, short curveball to short and it was two back to Richardson to Scowin. You can see that double play was just coming. Now we have Woody Hell, the shortstop, who's uh, been generating a lot of power for the Indians. He's hitting 302. He has 19 hits. Most hits on the cover by Vic Power, who's the on-deck batter. Hell has uh, hit the home runs for the club. He's hit six. He represents the only home run power in this starting batting order. That's an oddity. All right, no score. Two outs. Hell, the right-hand batter. Over the close fans. Swings to the curve and lines it off star and draw down the right field corner. Temple scores. Held is on his way around first, headed for second base. Maris is up for the ball and Hell comes in standing with a double. That was a wicked line drive. Scowin started over to the line, just did ticket for the end of his glove, but he didn't even slow it down. So, despite the double play, the Indians have scored. And uh, Held uh, bats in his uh, sixth run, uh, his 14th run. That's the most on the club. And Big Fowler is better than 12 and has the most hits at 25 is up. Fowler has always been a tough hitter uh, for the Yankees to get him out. So a double to right for Held. RBI. Power in a severe crowd, right-hand hitter. Swings and hits a foul ball out of play back at first base. It's one nothing in favor of the Indians. Outfield is back into right on power. Base coach uh, Jojo White keeps reminding Held at second base to get going on anything, two out. Short is ready to pitch. He does. A strike. Breaking ball on the outside corner. That was his change. He took a little off the fastball, and you could see the ball sink. No balls, two strikes. Nothing in two. Two-strike pitch. Swung on and bounced back over the mound. Slowly to shortstop. Kudos has to hurry, and he can't make the play. And they get it held over running third. And they throw to McDougal's run high. They're running back, and Hell is out. Kubek came in on the slow bounder that bounced over the pitcher. It's a base hit, a single. And when Kubek saw he couldn't make the play at first base, he very wisely didn't even attempt to throw, looked up, and Held had gone a step around third base, so he threw to McDougal, and then in the ensuing rundown, he was out McDougal to catch a Howard back to McDougal again. So, power, a single to short, and it is uh, one run on three hits, one man left. Held was caught in the rundown, overrunning. The shortstop to the third baseman, to the catcher, to the third baseman. action in the top of the first inning. A lot of base running, but the double play really was the key to keeping the Indians from having a big inning. Came up with three hits, but scored only one. Three hits and a base on balls. But the old double play ball, plus some head work on the part of Tony Kubek, kept the Indians from uh, causing more trouble than they did. All right, here's Kubek and Perry, the fastballer's first pitch, breaks inside ball one. Perry is a long, angular boy standing well over six feet tall, who broke in so dramatically against the Yankees last season, striking out the side in a relief appearance. 
The next pitch is swung on and pulled foul into the seat and right field. Tony really came around on that and laced it sharply in among the spectators well down the right field foul line. Defensively, it's Strickland at third. The shortstop is Woody Held. Johnny Temple is at second. At first is Vic Power. Pearsall is in left. Hardy in center. Keen in right. Romano catching and Perry's pitch. Just a little bit high. Ball two and strike one. This is an all-young pitching staff for Cleveland. Pitch. Curves one on line in the right field. The base hit for two back. He may go for two. He is turning to the left at first. There's the throw from Keen, and he's in there for a double. Ten straight games he's hit safely in, put the tying on Pumpy at second base, and apparently after a day off, both these ball clubs have come out here swinging. Uh, the Indians weren't scheduled for one, but they got it because of the weather in Boston yesterday. So Tony now gets his uh, hitting string into uh, the double figures. One nothing Cleveland, and the batter is McDougal. Hitting at 259. Gill made that play just now to get the third out, top the first inning possible, uh, by staying put at third base. You know, uh, infielders and outfielders have got to always know where they should be on um, each play. Of course, if you don't watch them, you don't notice that they're doing it. Back, uh, leading down off second. There's a curve over for a call strike to McDougal. Nothing in one. Jim Perry pitching. John Romano catching. Vic Power at first base. Johnny Temple. That's the big fellow they got in the winter from Cincinnati at second. Woody Held is at short. And the third baseman is George Strickland. The strike one pitch to McDougal is a curve. Hit foul. Almost at the first base coach, Ralph Hawk, but he uh, turns away from it. Ball goes on down. Strike two. Jimmy Pearsall is in left field. Carol Hardy is in center, and Harvey Keene is in right. Overall, two strikes. Cassetti coaching at third base. Ralph Hawk at first. delivers a fastball that is foul tipped and it's uh, Nick Charlock the plate umpire primarily on uh, his chest protector outside chest protector one nothing Cleveland and the Yankees have had Kubek lead off uh, five out of eight games with a base hit and this one is a double so the tying runs at second base three other games in the American League are tonight the two-strike pitch, fastball that is foul tipped, and it uh, hits Charlock in the chest protector again. That's successive pitches that he has been hit. You know, that chest protector doesn't exactly absorb at all. I think this last one shook up Nusted. He walked in a small circle there for a few seconds. 
Boom, boom. And now Perry motions for Romano to come out. Romano is the catcher that uh, they got from the um, White Sox. Now Charlock is going out uh, to break up this meeting between the pitcher and the catcher and saying, let's go, fellas. Big night game. A lot of fine folks there in the stands. Nothing in two. McDougal, squash fans. Perry, check the run at second pitches, and Gill swinging, hits the ball foul down on the right field corner. Still two strikes. Pounds. So when we say a tall right-hander, we do mean it. Very in position. Two bags left going off second. The pitch is swung on to the high fly ball out to Pearsall in left field. He's waiting for it, waiting for it. He has it. So we have one off. Now it's Mickey Mantle, who has hit safe in his last 13, batting 321. Mantle gets a big hand, steps in against this uh, Cleveland right-hander, two bat uh, left-handed. Outfield is deep and around toward right. the sign from Romano. The pitch. Fastball inside. Low. Ball one. I think he just straightened above that. One nothing. Favor the Indians. The pitch is high and inside, ball two. Two and out. Two balls, no strikes. First base is open. Of course, uh, back of mantle is Maris, then Scourin, then Bella, then Howard. And right now, uh, Maris is the hottest hitter in either big league. Pitch is a curve inside ball three. Three and all. Three balls, no strike. Mickey waiting. Perry gets all set. Pitches outside, ball four. And uh, Mantle now draws his 15th walk. That goes along with 18 hits. 
Maris. Hitting at 4.58. Romano goes out to talk with Perry. Maris has uh, 10 hits his last 18 official at-bats. That's a clip of 5.56. He's reached base safely 14 times in his last 21 appearances. That's a clip of 6.67. So there he is. Now, it's a one nothing game Cleveland. The Yankees are uh, pressing back with men at first and second. One out, first inning. Maris, left-hand hitter. Swings and does not get a high curveball. Strike one. Maris started out his major league career with Cleveland. He was dealt from Cleveland to Kansas City. And then uh, he was the big man that the Yankees traded for this winter. So far, he's really made that trade stand up. Perry checks the lead runner. Kubek at second. Delivers a curve that swung on and missed. Strike two. That was a low inside curve. He started him with a high uh, slider. Didn't break much, but it uh, broke quickly. And then he came back with a big curveball on inside. Now he's gotten two quick uh, strikes. Perry's taking his time. He's holding the ball between both bare hands. Now he slips on the glove, holds the ball behind his back as he takes the sign. Comes down out of his stretch, stops, checks second, head bob, pitches. A fastball high inside, as it is ball one. That was up around the uh, bill of the cap. One ball, two strikes. Back at second, Mattel at first. One nothing, favor the Indians. Had a lot happen so far in this first inning. The pitch is swung on, foul back. That was a fastball that seemed to me to be on the inside, hand high. Now it's uh, had to uh, protect the plate. The Indians had two doubles, a walk, and a single. First inning, and only got one run. Perry walks off the mound. Apparently, as part of his strategy, when he um, gets a couple of strikes on the header to let him wait. Some pitchers do that. One and two. He throws the first, and Mattel is back. That was a set play. Power. In other words, uh, I don't know who gave the sign, but somebody did. Power broke. He was deep, you see, with a runner at second base. Mattel had to come back in on his chest, slide point with his hand. Well, I bet you that uh, that Hog jumped a foot when he saw that play start. All right, one ball, two strikes. waiting about his box left hand hitter a six foot four inch right hander delivers the curve swung on a broken bat and a pop fly and he is automatically out of the bench of the infield fly roll and the hitting part of the bat flew into the stands uh, I would say a dozen rows back of the Yankee dugout and uh, right now the spectators are, are looking to see if the if the bat struck anyone and he must have hit that he must have hit Marys right on the fist, as they say, and uh, snapped off that bat. But 
because the hitting part went over in the stands back of the Yankee dugout. All the Yankees on the top of the step looking back in. Pop fly went to the shortstop, and for the protection of the runner, the infield fly was invoked, so Maris is uh, automatically out. And apparently nobody uh, was hurt. Spectators sort of wave it over there while the bat went. And here is the mighty Moose. Scouring up. Two down, and there's a call strike. He buzzed that one over the inside hand high. Scouring hitting at 333. Not correction. Scouring hitting at 400. 26 hits, and he's batted in 20. Nothing, Cleveland. Perry pitching very deliberately. Since Kubek opened up on him with a double, you get uh, Tony Stewart second, Mantle at first. Sean swings to the curve, strike two. No balls, two strikes. the um, rear of pitcher's mound pulling with a rod and bag looking at the dirt rubs up the ball and that is certainly his pattern if he gets two strikes on the hitter he's going to make him wait all right now uh, Jim Perry up on the mound another head bob check a second pitcher the curve that is foul back nothing in two uh, on for the first night game of the season at the stadium. This is the start of a big series. Big for both ball clubs. Single games for the next two afternoons, Wednesday and Thursday. Scott strikes out on a fastball up by his hand. Defending, he simply overpowered him, and he got out of the jam. Two back open with a double and never got off second base. No run, one hit. Well, friends, in the first inning, we have had an aggregate of uh, four hits, three of them doubles, uh, two bases on balls, and yet out of it has only emerged one run, which Cleveland possesses. So the score at the end of the first inning is Cleveland 1 and New York nothing. And let's pause for station identification. You are tuned to 1460 on the radio dial. This is WOKO, Albany, New York. The time is 15 seconds on the WOKO clock, 8.30. Temperature is 58 degrees. the other ball games for you as uh, young Bill Short gets ready to pitch the second inning of his fourth major league start Chicago has started at Boston win versus Casal and the White Sox didn't score their first lick Kansas City at Baltimore Hall against Wilhelm and at the end of an inning and a half it is one nothing favor the Athletics and uh, at the end of the first inning Detroit at Washington Mosley versus Clevenger it is no score Detroit has lost its last 10 Philadelphia, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and Los Angeles. I doubt it will have much on that for you. Cincinnati, Chicago, uh, postponed. What round? And this is the fifth straight postponement at uh, Wrigley Field, Chicago. They just lost the whole series uh, with a Milwaukee Brave. That's rough. Now we have John Romano, uh, right-hand hitting uh, catcher of much promise that the White Sox gave up. 
in the uh, Minosha deal. Uh, takes a call strike from Short. The left-handed delivers a change of pace, which is climb right back to Short, and he holds it in the glove. A line drive that, if he hadn't caught it in the glove, would have hit him at the point of his right shoulder. He just stuck the glove up there, and there she was. He fights you. Now we have George Strickland, the veteran infielder who uh, returned after a year's absence from baseball last year and uh, went third. He used to be the shortstop at Cleveland in his younger days. In fact, uh, when Cleveland uh, last had a pennant winner he played in the World Series against the Giants, he was the shortstop. Takes the pitch inside, ball wide. Strickland hits a high pop fly. Second baseman Richardson is under it. He's got it. And who do you think was over there hollering for him to take it? But pitch is short. And sure, he's directing things out there in the uh, middle of that dam. All right, two up, two down, a line drive and a pop fly. One nothing Cleveland, and the hitter is uh, the young outfielder and center fielder tonight, Carol Hardy. He had one for six. Second one of that one for six. Our pitch is a curveball over for our call strike, and when it looks as though Hardy might have had a bunt notion. Short was off that mound like a rabbit starting for the third baseline. And nothing in one. Hardy, a right-hand batter, swings and grounds it foul. Strike two. Hit it an outside breaking ball. Is retrieved, but to childlike for inspection, passes inspection, and continues as the ball in play. And nothing until. Short deals. Outside. Ball one. One and two. Tommy Holmes and uh, the Herald Tribune this morning had a very fine story about this young pitcher and about the Yankee pitching staff in his present status. One-two pitch, change of pace, swung on and hit foul down in the left field stand. Down in the corner. One and two. Spent most of last year at Seattle, but part of it with Cleveland. This was a fellow who was a big football star, I'm at Colorado. One-two pitch, swung on at a high foul, out of play, back of the Yankee dugout. Down holes, one and two, two out. Bases are clear. Pitch is swung on, a ground ball hit to Scowen, who's up with it, and Hardy is out. He's swinging late, got to the first baseman, so there's nothing to cross. 
And the score at the end of an inning and a half remains Cleveland 1 and New York nothing. Right? And Yogi is hitting at uh, 333. Left hand batter. Still around toward right. Yogi takes a pitch low inside, ball one. Where Johnny Temple is playing, he's pretty well over toward first base and at the edge of the grass. Uh, we were interviewing him before the ball game down in the dugout, and he's a, a very pleasant and intelligent uh, spoken young man. Pitch high outside ball two, and he volunteered the information that it was real tough to come over into another league, the way you didn't know uh, you didn't know the pitches, uh, how to hit at them, uh, how big their curves are, how hard they threw the ball, and also that you just did not know where to play the different hitters. But he's working at it, he says. Is ready to pitch the barrel two and all does, and it's over. Fastball for a called strike. One one. First hit of last of the second inning. One nothing Cleveland. The Yankees at bat. Barrett swings and has a high foul that is close to the stands and back behind the Vista dugout. told you that the White Sox did not score their first lick up at Boston. Well, the Red Sox have not been retired in the last of the first inning, but Vic Wirtz has hit a grand slam home run. Kaboom. Early win is uh, having his troubles uh, getting going this year. All right, two and two to Yogi. Deals, a curve that's swung out of the high fly ball to deep right center field, but there's a center field of Hardy under it, and he has it. Barrett is up. One up, one away. Right hand hitter, over the close stance. Feet pretty well spread out. Takes the fastball too low. Ball one. One down, nobody on. This Cleveland club has some fine young arms. And uh, they took the gamble when they traded Mike Lister in the water that the young fellows could do it. Fastball is in there. Strike two. One and two. One ball, two strikes.
misses with a fastball low inside to the knees. Swinging back to the mound. The pitcher has a stepping court third. Recovers throws to first to Howard, who one-handed as he does everything. And Howard is out. Now we have two going. And Bobby Richardson stepping in. Byron's hitting at 217, but he's moving up. He's had uh, five hits in his last 13 official trips. I feel shades him a step into left. There's a line drive foul into the seats behind first base. Folks over there have been uh, kept looking. They've had a couple of line drive fouls and uh, half of a bat. See, nothing in one. into his full uh, pitching motion and pumping when there's nobody on uh, you can tell that uh, he means it. He pitches a curve outside. Ball one. One and two. Two strikes on the batter, two out. Deals, curve at his foul back. One and two. Swung on, fall back again. Still one and two. One, two pitches. A fastball swung on, hit out the left center field. Pierce follows all, swung back, 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 and makes the catch. Boy, he can go get him. And he made a very fine running catch on that one. Afternoon game, Cincinnati and Chicago is postponed due to rain. Jim Perry leads off as we go to the top of the third inning. Short's first pitch to Perry is swung on and lofted into right center field. Mantle moving over and uh, has plenty of time to make the catch. He reached across the plate, got under the ball, popped it up into comparatively shallow right center field. And that brings the top of the order up again. Johnny Temple, who opened the game with a double. And came around to score the 
one run the Indians were able to get in the first inning, despite the fact that they had three hit a base on balls. A double play, however, uh, nullified the chance for a big inning, and then a cutoff play at third base, in which a man was trapped, finally retired the side. The call strike to Temple. Off the fine start uh, for Cleveland. He has 19 hits for 73 at-bats. It's safe in 10 straight now. Right-hand batter. Swings and fouls the ball the upper stead back at first base. Johnny knows that he is small as players go. He doesn't try to hit the ball out of the park. Doesn't run the park this size. He's a sharp hitter. Fine fielder. Quite a competitor. And the word down the Cleveland dugout is that he's become the boss man of that infield. Uh, unofficial captain. The two-strike pitch. Swung on, grounded down, too short. Two back from the holes and throws him out by two strikes. So we have two down as the Yankees' uh, young left-hander, Bill Short, continues working. He doesn't act like a rookie out there. Harvey Keene, who's a hard fellow to fool and a tough man to pitch to, and got a base on balls in the first inning. Keene is hitting 300 on the nose right now. He was last year's batting champion. Pitches inside, breaking ball, ball one. One ball, no strikes. standing way back in the box as a right-hand hitter as far back as he can go. Pitch, pitch outside, ball two. He hit 353 last year. And on the Sunday before the season opened, he and Calavito were traded even up. And that news was a detonation in both towns. Curve is in there for a call strike. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. Missed some games early in the year for Cleveland with a bad leg. Takes a change of pace outside, ball three. We were asking him um, before the game began how the leg was, and he says considerably better. So I gather by that that uh, it's not completely well, but he's playing. All right, three and one. The pitch is high outside, ball four, and Keane draws his second walk. On the two walks given up by Short. And this gets Jimmy Pearsall at the plate. Pearsall came into the game hitting at 306. In the first inning, with Keene at first and Temple at second, he cracked into a double play. Uh, engineered by Kubak and pivoted on by Richardson and finished by Scout. That was the 16th Yankee double play. one nothing Cleveland. Curve low inside, and it is ball one. They're giving Pearsall the gap in left center. They're not playing into pull very much. Mantle is quite a ways over in the right center field. Now that's just a step back toward the line. Pitch 
which is hung on to the ground ball to Kubak, who's up with it, goes a short way to second to Ripson to get the force on Keen. Two. No runs. No hits, one left. No errors, and the score, end of two and a half innings tonight. First night game of the season at the stadium. The Indians won, and the Yankees nothing. How do you feel about the man who lubricates your car? In a completely unrehearsed interview, one driver expressed his feeling. Third inning. Short swings as he throws from the left side. Barry's big windup in his first pitch, inside ball one. pitch. Taken right in there for a call strike. One and one. Fastball fouled off. Sorry, pitches in a rather uh, leisurely looking fashion. Deals and it is strike three. Gave him a quick little curve. Put him out. Second strikeout. One down. Now here is Kubak, who doubled in the first inning, but never got off second base. They are setting the outfield a step foot right on Tony. Now they're moving it back. They're moving Hardy back over into left center field and giving Kubak the gap in right center. First pitch. Right down in there for a strike. throwing outside of his curveballs. He's throwing everything pretty hard. He's had a good strikeout record since he's been a professional pitcher. There's a fastball swung on and hit high toward right center. Hardy going back. He's under it. He has it. Now we have two down. One nothing Cleveland. Googled, 0 for 1, hit a fly ball left field in the first inning. Moves in, and Mantle uh, steps in the on-deck hitter circle. I feel shading Gill into left. Pitch is a low curve, too low, ball one. Right-handed deals a curve over. That was uh, on the target. One and one. Across and uh, totals at the end of three for Cleveland, one three all for New York, 0 1 0. And before Rizzuto comes along, let's pause for station identification. You are tuned to 1460 on the radio dial. This is WOKO, Albany, New York.
On the WOKO clock, it's now four and one-half minutes before the hour of nine. Temperature is 58 degrees. Okay, Phil. A moment ago, I saw that uh, uh, Short had to pull his back foot out of the way from a curveball, almost hit him. What's this tale you tell about swinging at a pitch that did hit you? <laughs> yes, that's true, Red. I did swing at a pitch one time, and it hit me, and I thought I'd be allowed to take my base. But the umpire told me that I was wrong. Once you swing, no matter what happens to the ball, it's a strike. Do you remember who threw the curve? No, I don't know. Let me see. Want me to help you? Yeah, go ahead. Bobby Shantz? Oh, man, and he's got... Oh, now I remember. Oh, that's when little Bobby was in his heyday, boy. He was the MVP in the American League, pitching for the Philadelphia Athletics. And he still got a good curveball, but uh, he had a dandy then. And we've got a dandy of a ball game going on right now between the Indians and the Yankees with Cleveland leading one nothing here in the top of the fourth. And coming up to bat, the man who drove in the only run of the ball game, Woody Hill, with a double to right field, driving in Johnny Temple. Billy Short out on the mound. The left-hander ready. Kicks, delivers. They curve the tie ball one. Woody's off to a good start. base hits and 64 times at bat. That was his first double of the year. He has a triple and six homers. 14 runs batted in. The pitch is inside and low ball two. Two and nothing. On deck, Vic Parr. Here's the wind up by Short. Curve hit deep to right field, but curving foul. And Woody Hill has plenty of power. To all fields. Leading the Indians in homers and RBI. Two balls, one strike on the power hitting shortstop. Slow curve is on the outside corner. Call strike two. Two and two to count. Nesta Shylock calling balls and strikes. Short goes to the rosin bag. Yogi Barrett deep in left field. Mantle's not too deep in center. And Maris deep in right. The pitch is hit on the ground to the right side. Scarron backhands the ball. Nice play. Flips the short. In time to get held. A fine play by Bill Scarron takes the base hit away from Woody Held. And the cheering that went up just moments before Held hit that ball. Today marks Casey Stengel's 50th year in baseball. Casey broke in a pro ball. May 10th, 1910. Wow, he played center field for Kankakee of the Northern Association against Jacksonville. Casey had a single, stole a base, but his team lost 3-2. to two. Matter of fact, Stengel batted fourth that day. Ball one outside to Vic Power. Power beat out an infield single. And on a heads-up play by Tony Kubek, he faked throwing the first base. Woody held round at third, and they hung held up between home and third, and he was thrown out. The one-nothing pitch, slow curve, is in there for a call strike, one-on-one, and Vic Fowler has got a puzzled look on his face. He was walking up on that pitch and just couldn't wait. And the ball floated right by him about belt high. just swings the bat back and forth real low then crouches 
Here's the 1-1 delivery. Another slow curve. Popped in the air in short left field. Yogi coming in fast. And makes the catch. Yogi got a good jump on that Texas Lager. Hit right off the end of the bat by Vic Power. And caught it on the dead run. Kubek didn't have a chance for it. Two away. And it brings up Johnny Romano, the catcher, who almost tore Billy Short's right arm off with a vicious line drive back through the box. Short stuck his glove up in self-protection, and the ball landed right in the pocket. Didn't know he had it. Was hit so hard. Two out, nobody on. Cleveland one, Yankees nothing. Top of the four. On deck, George Strickland. Here's the first pitch to Romano. Fastball inside, ball one. the fourth major league start for Billy Short and of course his first against the Indians first time they've faced Cleveland this year Curve hit in the ground a third McDougal on one hop throws to Scourin and that's all for Cleveland the Yankees have been restricted to one hit over the first three innings Mantle and Maris and Muscarin the power part of the Yankee order the first pitch Mantle picks a pitch outside, ball one. The Indians pick their run up in the first inning. On three hits and a base on balls with a double play sandwiched in between. The next pitch, a pie, ball two. Mantle has not seen a strike tonight. He walked on four pitches his first time up. Pitch, curveball, he gets it over. Call strike, two and one. All right, here's the two-one pitch. Battle takes inside, ball three, three and one. to this day that Jim Perry came in from the bullpen, pitched a tremendous relief appearance against the Yankees, and that started him on his great freshman year. But then we remember him as a hard-throwing right hand, and now he's mixing up his speed. The pitch is hit high in the air to straightaway center field. Carroll Hardy, the center fielder, moving under it and making the catch. Ball was hit so high that Mantle was all the way down to second before Hardy caught the ball. That's how high he hit it. But that's the wrong part of the park to hit it in, and Mickey knows it. Perry has got the Yankee hitters hitting the ball in the air. The only ground ball they have hit was a slow hopper back to the mound. Elston Howard hit that in the second inning. The rest have been fly balls and two strikeouts. Here's Roger Maris. He takes the curve low ball one. Roger fouled out to the shortstop in the first inning. He ended up with just the handle of his bat in his hand and the barrel of his bat went over the Yankee dugout and hit a fan, but not hard, just grazed him. And the last row of box seats, there's a foul off Maris's leg. And that one hurts. Roger is not rubbing, but I know it hurts. He hit it right down off his right leg. One and one on Maris. 
Bryce came into the game leading the majors in hitting with a 458 average. One pitch inside ball two, two and one. Perry is trying to crowd Maris with that fastball and curveball. On deck is Bill Scarron. Here's the two one pitch. It's a little bit low for ball three, three and one. One out, nobody on. Cleveland leads one nothing. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning. Here's the three-one delivery. It's fouled back on the screen, and it sticks in the screen. About three rungs from the top, it sticks right up in there. count on Maris. Ready for the payoff pitch. Here it is. It's fouled back. And in the mezzanine. Fans are having a lot of fun tonight with these foul balls and there have been plenty of them. Nice crowd here, but it would have been a lot bigger had the weather been nicer during the day. A lot of people shied away because of the uh, forecast. The curve inside ball four. He lost them. And that's the second walk given up by Jim Perry. Perry had retired nine men in a row since Mantle walked in the first inning up till the walk to Maris right now. Here's Bill Scowen who struck out in the first inning. Mick Powell holding first base against Roger Maris. On deck, Yogi Berra. One out, infield and double play depth. Strickland guarding the third base foul line. Pitch to the Mooses. Strike one, a swing and a miss at a fastball. And Perry really blazed that one in. Garren steps back out of the box. Now Moose back in, ready to go. Frank Crescetti coaching at third and Ralph Hogg down at first for the Yankees. Sets, checks Maris, throw to first, Roger back. Rick Powell, who is really a fancy feeling first baseman. He can do magic with that first base glove. Again, the stretch. Pitch is strike two, a swing and a miss, and that was a bad high fastball. Moose again steps back out of the box. Played on by Anesta Shylock. That's off home play. Now Scarron's back in. Seems a little puzzled by the fact that Perry's throwing the fastball by him. Nothing and two on Scarron. One away. Perry sets again. The pitch. Curve hit on the ground to third and foul. Backhanded by George Strickland. As Perry tried to sidearm Scowen with a curveball, but the moose was ready. Oh. 
Cleveland one, Yankees nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Here's a stretch. Quick throw to first. Maris back in plenty of time. Scarring a high pop to the infield. Vic Power is coming in. The first baseman in foul territory makes the catch. Vic came almost all the way into home plate to make that catch. And Romano realizing how good Power is with the glove. Let him have it. Here's Yogi Berra. Yogi flied deep to center in the second inning. Two out. And you can see that Perry is pretty fast tonight. As we told you before, only one ground ball has been hit by the Yankee batters. All the rest have been up in the air. Two out. Maris leading off first base. Strike a fastball on the inside part of the plate. On deck, Elson Howard. Swinging a couple of bats around. Here's the stretch by Perry. Pitch to Yogi. is popped in the air to the infield. Big power. No, now George Strickland, the third baseman, calling for it. Near the mound and makes the catch, and he almost dropped it. Perry was yelling for power to take it. But it was on the third base side of the pitcher's box. And another pop-up by the Yankee batters. Perry blazing that fastball in, making them pop it up for the Yankees in the bottom of the fourth. No runs, no hits, no Cleveland errors. One man left in the score at the end of four full innings. Cleveland one and the Yankees nothing. George Strickland, who popped to Richardson in the second inning, the batter. short out on the mound. The left-handed first pitch is a curve inside ball one. Cleveland got all three of their heads off short in the first inning. Two doubles and a single to score their one run. Yankees have one base hit. Got a double by the leadoff hitter Cuba. Pitch is a strike call on the outside corner. Carol Hardy on deck. One delivery, slow curve is in there, strike two call. You know, from here or from the stands, that changeup curve looks easy to hit, but when you're up there at the plate expecting a fastball or a fast breaking curve, the bat seems like it's stuck on your shoulder, you just can't break it away. The pitch outside ball two, two and two. Nobody out, nobody on here in the top of the fifth. Cleveland leads one nothing. The 2-2 delivery is lined inside first base. It's going down the corner for extra bases. Strickland starts for second and then comes back. 
as Roger Maris really fielded that ball quickly. It was deep in the right field corner, inside Scarin and first base. And yet Maris got over there in time to hold Strickland to a long single. Hit number four for the Cleveland Indians. Strickland at first. And Gil McDougal coming over to talk with Billy Short. The batter is Carol Hardy, who bounced to Scarin in the second inning. Nobody out. Moose holding first base against Strickland. Here's the stretch. Pitch. Inside ball one. Gil McDougal playing in at third. center fielder. Takes a curve over for a call. Strike one and one. Jojo White coaching at third base and Red Cress over at first for the Indians. Johnny Temple is on deck, but Jim Perry is due to be the next batter. And Perry's not a bad hitting pitcher. Short sets. Slow curve hit down to McDougal on one hop. Gill goes to Richardson for one. Back to first. Double play. And that's as deep a double play as you'll ever see as McDougal fielded that ball just in fair territory. When he threw it, he was in foul territory. The long throw to Richardson, who's quick relay to first. Nip Hardy, who can go down the line. That's the second double play of the ball game for New York. And here's Jim Perry. Perry fly to center field in the third inning. That was the 17th double play of the year for the Yankees. Perry takes the pitch low outside ball one. bat right down on the end. Curve low, ball two, two nothing. Two balls, no strikes, two out. Nobody on, top of the fifth. Cleveland won, the Yankees nothing. First meeting of the year for these two teams. They met in spring training, but I mean regular season play. There's a fastball just above the knees for a called strike. Feels the ball on two hops and Perry's on with a line single to left. That's the fifth hit off short. And it brings up Johnny Temple who opened the ball game with a double. Just inside third base. Came around to score on Hill's double. Down the right field line. 
Temple got away to a slow start with Cleveland, but now he's picking up. Over 250. He was under 200 for quite a while. Hyde Perry puts his jacket on down at first base. Scarron playing in back of the bag. There are two men out. The pitch to Temple is a curve. Swung out and fouled back strike one. Deck Harvey Keene. Nothing in one the count on Temple. Pitch. Low ball one one one. Vito Francona, one of the leading hitters on the Indians with a 317 average, not in the lineup tonight. I know the Yankees are quite happy about that. Last year, he ruined them in many a ball game with some long base hits and timely singles. One and one the count. Slow curve hit. Foul just outside of third. And the ball boy's up with that one. On Temple's first double, the ball boy tried to feel the ball. It went right through his legs. Had he touched the ball, it would have been an automatic double. And the umpire at third base, Jim Honachick, told the youngster don't get too excited or overexcited when a ball's in play never go after it and of course you can't blame the kid down there who wouldn't be excited being the ball boy at a big league ball game one ball two strikes two outs Jim Perry down at first base here's a stretch by Billy Short fastball low inside ball two two and two Cleveland leads 1-0 here in the top of the fifth. Billy Short goes to the rosin bag, and Elston Howard calls time and goes out to the mound. Yankees have Barron left, Madeline center, and Marison right. And here comes Casey Stengel out of the Yankee dugout. There could be something bothering Billy Short. Yeah. He hurt his arm. The, the umpire, Nesta Shalak, signaled and pointed to his left arm to tell the Cleveland bench that there was something wrong with Short's pitching arm. And in the event the Yankees have to bring in a pitcher, he will be allowed as much time as needed to warm up. Ordinarily, when a relief pitcher comes in, he's allowed just eight pitches. And so Casey is walking out to the mound a little more now, and it looks like he's going to call for somebody out of the bullpen. So Jim Perry takes advantage of the break here and is walking slowly towards the Cleveland Indian dugout, as is Johnny Temple, who is the batter with a 2-2 count on him. It's two out. Cleveland leads one nothing. And that would really be a tough break to the Yankee pitching core with Whitey Ford having a sore elbow and Bob Turley, who has been out for quite some time. And it looks like Bullet Bob might be coming out to the mound. Just talking about Turley, who has been out quite some time from the last time he pitched. Billy Short suddenly comes up with 
A little something wrong with his pitching arm. Let's hope it's nothing serious. Bob Turley, who has made just one appearance, he started at Boston on April the 20th. He was a losing pitcher. He pitched just two innings. Gave up four hits and three walks and five runs. So Turley making his second appearance of the year. It's been almost three weeks since Bob Turley last pitched in the ball game. And here comes Billy Short off the mound. And he gets a wonderful hand from the crowd here. He has pitched real good ball in every game that he's been in for the Yankees. He's won two and lost one. And in the ball game that he lost, it was a heartbreaker down in Baltimore. He lost that one two to one, and Short drove in the only run of the game for the Yankees that night. We can take another look at the scoreboard while we've got the time. At the end of two and a half, the Red Sox are still leading the White Sox four to nothing. Early win was having a rough time of it this year, looking for his first win of the year. Is in there for the White Sox, and Vic Wirtz hit a bases loaded homer off early in the first inning. Jerry Cassell, who is yet to lose this year, is on the mound for the Red Sox. Kansas City is leading Baltimore 10 to nothing at the end of five and a half innings. Hall for Kansas City. Wilhelm started, Fisher in the fifth for Baltimore. Dick Williams homing in the fifth with the bases loaded, so that's two bases loaded homers already this night. And Detroit at Washington, nothing, nothing at the end of four and a half. Marcy against Clevenger. Tigers trying to break their losing streak. They've lost 10 in a row up till tonight. The National League, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Pittsburgh at Los Angeles start later on. Cincinnati at Chicago postponed, and that's the fifth straight postponed game for the Cubs at home. St. Louis and Milwaukee not scheduled. The count is two and two, two balls and two strikes. And it says in the rule book that if, when pitches are changed and the count is two and two, charge that batter and his action to the relief pitcher. In other words, should Turley walk this man, he would be charged with the walk. Or if he should strike him out, Turley will get the strikeout. Now that also goes if the count is one ball, two strikes, one ball, one strike, one ball, no strike, or no ball, two strikes, or no ball and one strike. So this batter is Bob Turley, regardless of the count. It's two and two. Jim Perry comes out of the Cleveland dugout, back to first base. And Johnny Temple steps out and comes into the batter's box, double-checking the count with the plate umpire, Nesta Shalock. Nesta holds up two fingers on each hand, two and two to count. Yogi Berra in left field has been talking to some of the fans. That's Yogi's favorite pastime. So it's good to see Charlie back on the mound. Perry leading off first. Two men out. One nothing. Cleveland leads here in the top of the fifth. A stretch by Charlie. The pitch is low. Gets away from Howard, but it hits Nestor Shalak's foot and stays right in Machiavelli. A break for the Yankees in that Perry would easily have gone down to second base 
had the ball not hit Sherlock's right foot. Full count now on Johnny Temple. And, of course, with the pitch being two out, Perry will be gone. Johnny Temple. Here's the stretch by Charlie. Perry leading away. There he goes. The pitch is low outside. Ball four. And that walk is charged up against Bob Charlie. Perry down to second. Temple to first. And here's Harvey Keene who has walked twice tonight. Has not been up officially. So Keene remains at a 300 batting average the way he entered the game. 15 for 50. Three doubles and three runs batted in. stretch by Charlie. The pitch to Keene is a strike call, a fastball right down the middle. On deck is Jimmy Pearsall. Perry at second, Temple at first. Mantle shading Keene over in right center field. Maris not too deep in right. Yogi straight away in left. Fastball hit on the ground. Kubek to his left. Hobbles the ball. No chance for a play. That'll be an error charge to Tony Kubek. Kubek got in front of the ball and was ready to flip it to Bobby Richardson when the ball kicked off his glove between his legs. All hands are safe. The bases are loaded. And here's Jimmy Pearsall, who has been up twice and bounced to the shortstop both times. was the first error in the ball game. On deck, Woody Hill. Charlie will now go to his regular windup. The pitch to Pearsall is popped in the air to short left field. Yogi Barris coming in, signaling for it. And makes the catch. The funny thing, whenever a ball's hit the left field, everybody stands up to see if Yogi's going to catch it. But he did, and for uh, the Indians in the top of the fifth, no runs. On one base hit, one Yankee error, two hits rather. One Yankee error and three men left on base. Fifth inning, Elston Howard, Bobby Richardson, and Bob Shirley will be coming up to face Jim Perry. Perry is being allowed a few extra warm-up tosses because of the delay. Now he's ready. The Indians fire the ball around the infield, and Elston Howard will hit back to the box in the second inning of the batter is the only Yankee who has hit the ball on the ground in this ball game. 
nothing. The Indians leading the Yankees here in the bottom of the fifth. First pitch to Howard. High inside, ball one, and Ellie hits the dirt. Here's a curve over for a call strike two. Here's the windup. Sidearm curve swung in and missed strike three. And that's the first strikeout for Perry as the Yankees go down one, two, three, nothing across in the bottom of the fifth. And the score at the end of five full innings for Cleveland, one run, five hits, no errors. And for the Yankees, no runs, one hit, and one error. Leading off for Cleveland in the top of the sixth, Woody Held, who doubled the right to drive in the only run of the ball game when he drove in Johnny Temple. That was in the first inning, and in the fourth inning, he bounced out to Bill Scholar. Shirley's first pitch is a ground ball. Kubek to his right, up with it, the long throw. In time for the out. That was a nice play by Kubek. Who went deep to his right. Came up with a short hop to throw uh, Woody Held out. One away. 
Here's Vic Fowler, who beat out an infield single and then fly to left field. Fowler leads the Indians in batting. Came into the game batting 338. Temple, who doubled to lead off the ball game, increased his consecutive game hitting streak to 10 in a row. First pitch to Vic Powell is popped in the air right in front of the plate. Uh, right around near the pitcher's box, McDougal under it and makes the catch right on the mound. When the ball went up, it looked like it was going to be right in front of home plate, but it carries. So that's two pitches and two outs. up Johnny Romano who lined back to the box in the second inning and bounced the third and the fourth. Two out, nobody on. First pitch to Romano is a strike call. thrown three pitches this inning. Got two men out and the first one a call strike on Romano. Fastball popped in the air and Scour is chasing it but it looks like it's going back into the stands out of play. Yes it is. And a fan put his coat up and it hit in the coat, but it didn't stay in. It looked like it went right through the sleeve. One fan in back of third base tried to catch it with his hat a little while ago. Smart if they don't try and catch him with their bare hands. Easy way to get a broken finger. Nothing in two on Romano. Two out and nobody on. Cleveland one, Yankees nothing. Top of the sixth inning. Pitches. Strike three, swinging after a high fastball. And Curley really fired that high on one, which is a good sign for Cleveland in the top of the sixth. No runs, no hits, no Yankee errors, nobody left. The score at the end of five and a half innings, the Yankees won, rather Cleveland won, and the Yankees nothing. Hmm. Did you ever see a great baseball player who didn't practice? Of course not. Because it takes two things, talent and practice, to make a good ball player. You know, it takes two things to make a great beer. Now, lightness is fine, but lightness alone won't do it. To really refresh, a beer must have lightness plus flavor. And that's your cue to ask the man for the crisp refresher, Valentine beer. You see, Valentine proves to more people every day that a beer can be light 
and still give you all the lager beer flavor you want. The fact is, Valentine is a light beer with two lager flavor. And this delicious light lager flavor is what makes Valentine beer the crisp refresher. So, if you drink beer for taste and refreshment, then Mr. Valentine's a beer for you. Try it. See for yourself why Valentine is the most popular beer from Maine to Florida, the largest selling beer in the East. Treat yourself to the crisp refresher right now. The report on Billy Short is that he felt a slight strain throughout the game in his elbow. Didn't get any better while he was pitching, so he decided to stop pitching. And right now, it's not thought to be too serious. But Billy felt that there was something not quite right. Even though he was pitching a good ball game, and he was wise enough to call a halt. All right, Tony Kubek hits a ground ball to second base. Johnny Temple up with it on the first pitch. Over to Vic Powell, one away. Kubek is the only man to have a base hit against Perry so far tonight. One out. Here's Gil McDougal. Fly to left and fly to right. And that's only the second ball hit on the ground off Perry in the ball game. On deck, Mickey Mantle. Perry takes time to go back to the rosin bag. Pitch curve low outside, ball two, two miles. Here's the two one delivery, strike two, a swing and a miss at a high curve ball. Gill walks all around the plate, that's his usual stroll. Two strikes, one out, nobody on. Cleveland one, Yankees nothing. Bottom of the sixth. Pitch is hit on the ground. Wide a third. Backhanded nicely by Strickland, but the foul sign given by third base umpire Jim Hunacek. out of the ball game. And here's Mickey Mantle. Mickey has walked and fly to center field. Strike call. Mickey had walked out of the box. Didn't ask for time. 
And remember, you must ask the umpire for time. Mickey just walked out of the box, and Perry went right on through with the pitch. It was a curve over the plate, and plate umpire Nestor Shalak said strike one, and Mickey was standing outside the batter's box watching it. Here's the windup. Pitch inside, ball one, one, and one. you very seldom see. Batter step out of the box and pitch a pitch and get the ball over. Perry shakes off one time. Now he's got the one. One-one pitch is popped in the air to left field. Jimmy Pearsall moving in under the ball. And makes the catch for the third out. So for New York in the bottom of the sixth, no runs, no hits, no Indian errors, nobody left in the score at the end of six full innings. Cleveland won and the Yankees nothing. And Perry has retired eight men in a row. He had retired nine men in a row before he walked Roger Maris in the fourth inning. And since he walked Maris, he's retired eight men in a row. So he is really pitching a tremendous game for the Cleveland Indians. Look at the scoreboard in the American League at the end of three innings now. The Red Sox scored another run. They lead 5-0. Win against Cassell. But now in the fourth inning, Roy Seavers homered and Al Smith homered with a man on. So it's a 5-3 ball game. And Sullivan has come on to relieve Cassell. The White Sox are still batting in the top of the fourth with the Red Sox leading 5-3. Vic Wirtz homered in the first with three on for the Red Sox. Kansas City leads Baltimore 10-0 at the end of seven and a half. Hall against Fisher. Wilhelm was knocked out. Dick Williams homing in the fifth with the bases loaded for Kansas City. Detroit at Washington. They're in a pitcher's battle. Marcy against Clevenger. It's nothing-nothing at the end of six. And in the National League, Philadelphia at San Francisco. Pittsburgh at Los Angeles start later on. Cincinnati Chicago postponed. That's the fifth straight postponed game for the Cubs at home. And St. Louis and Milwaukee not scheduled. And we're ready to go here in the top of the seventh inning. And ready to go is Mel Allen. Hello there, everybody. It's the first of the seventh. One to nothing in favor of the Indians. It's the bottom third of the Cleveland order in the seventh. George Strickland leading off. Hardy and Perry to follow. Curley in relief of short to the windup and the pitch in there for strike. Strickland popped the second and single to right. outside for a ball. They got a sign up there, short suffered in the right as in the left elbow. <laughs> one ball, one strike on Strickland. And the pitch, high and inside, two and one. And the Indians scored in the first inning for those of you who may have tuned in late. Johnny Temple opened the game with a double. And with two out, Woody Held doubled him home. Kubek opened the last of the first with a double. That's been the only hit off Jim Perry. Shirley's 2-1 pitch swung on to high fly ball into left center. Mantle moves under it. Makes the catch and is one away. 
Now Carol Hardy, grounded to first and grounded to third. Grounded to third into a double play. Jim Perry to follow. The Yankees overall as a team had been uh, really hitting the ball. This was really the first game this year that they have been subdued. The pitch swung on and popped up to short. Kubek under it. Hardy running it out. Catch made by Kubek for the second out. And Jim Perry will get a hand when he comes out of the dugout. Casey will beat the Yankees with uh, one run up in Boston, uh, but nobody has pitched as well against them as Perry has tonight. Here's a hand for him. He's a switch hitter. Against the left-hander, Billy Short, he flied uh, to right and single to left. Now he's batting left-handed against Turley. Takes a good cut up there. Turley's pitch fastball is low, ball one. delivery. Fast ball is inside round the letters. Ball two. Two nothing. A two nothing count on Perry. And the pitch. Inside for ball three. Nothing to count on a slender pitcher. Johnny Temple to follow. Bob Turley comes in with a pitch and it's over for a strike. Three and one the count. Curry takes a look at JoJo White down at third. See whether Joe Gordon's got him swinging or has the take sign on. The 3-1 pitch. Swung on, hit by the mound. Richardson out back a second up, but it throws to first in time. That Perry really moved down the line. Signs retired. No runs, no hits, no errors, no one left on. At the end of six and a half innings. Cleveland won. New York, nothing.
seventh inning. Roger Maris hitting fourth in the order. Leads off with Scarron on deck and Barra to follow. Jim Perry, who uh, pitched his best uh, game in the first night game of the year at Yankee Stadium last year in relief, has retired 18 out of the last uh, 20 men he's faced. Gave up a hit to Kubek to lead off the game, and he's walked two men since. They pitch to Roger Maris. Swung on, hit foul. Foul ball, a line drive down the right field line into the stand. Strike one. Perry has retired eight in a row. And 18 out of the last 20. the pitch. High for a ball. Maris started to bunt. A 1-1 one, one count. One to nothing Cleveland. Last of the seventh. The right-hander to the wind-up. In comes the pitch. Right in there. Strike two. One and two. just laid that one in there. I think Roger was looking for that. A one-two count. Took a little bit off his fastball. Barry's got a real fast one. He's into the windup. Here's the pitch. Swung on. A ground ball hit the second. Up with it is Temple. Throws on to Big Power. And Maris is retired. Nine in a row. And... 19 out of 21. Here's the moose. Struck out and fouled out to the catcher. Only three ground balls have been hit. Howard back, hit back to the box in the second inning. And Kubek grounded to Temple in the sixth. And Maris, the same here in the seventh. The pitch to the moose. Swung on line to... Great leaping stab by the shortstop. Woody Hill for the out. Woody Hill went off the ground to spear that one to Rob. Bill Scarron. Two down, and here's Yogi Berra, who flies to right center and pops to third. Woody Hill exciting the crowd with a tremendous play on Scarron's liner. in the seventh. 1-0 Indians. Very into the windup. The pitch to Yogi. Outside, ball one. Elston Howard on deck. Cleveland here tomorrow and Thursday afternoons. Game time, 2 o'clock. Next pitch is swung on, ground ball hits Temple. He's up with it. Throws to power and the side's retired. In order, no runs, no hits, no errors, no one left on. 11 men in a row and 20 out of 22. Fans here tonight are really watching one of the best pitching performances seen in many a moon. 
Kubek opened the game with a double. Mantle walked in the same inning. Maris in the fourth, and that's the extent of the Yankee offensive effort. How about trying some of that Valentine beer right now? The light beer with true lager flavor. A crisp refresher, the largest selling beer in the East from Maine to Florida. The White Sox creeping up on Boston. It's 5-3 now, end of uh, four innings. Kansas City 10, Baltimore nothing, playing the ninth, last half of it. Tigers, Senators scoreless, end of six and a half. Tigers trying to break a 10-game losing streak. Nothing to report in the National League. Phils, Giants, Pirates, Dodgers start later. Cincinnati, Chicago rained out. Fifth straight postponed game for the Cubs. St. Louis, Milwaukee not scheduled. Now to the eighth inning. You are tuned to 1460 on the radio dial as WOKO, Albany, New York. The time in five seconds, 10 o'clock. Doubled the left in the first and scored on Woody Held's two-out double. Temple grounded to short in the third and walked in the fifth. Bob Turley's pitch on its way. Fastball swung on, bounced to short. Two back to his right up with it. Throws on to Scowan in time. One away. Keen walked twice and safe on an error by Kubek. Unless there are things to happen, this ball game uh, could have been over in the first inning. Now the pitch. High, ball one. delivers. Fastball in there for a strike. The Indians have uh, only gotten four men on base since the first inning. Two hits, a walk, and an error. Billy Short had to retire in the fifth inning with Temple up, straining his left elbow. Pitches inside. Two and one to Harvey Keene. One strike. Shirley's fastball is in there. Strike two. Two two. This is the best Bob has looked at any time since spring training started. Of course, it only worked once since the season began up in uh, Boston. Knocked out after two innings. 2-2 pitch to Harvey Keene. Fastball is grounded out to second. Richardson up with it. Throws on to Scarron, and Keene is out. Two up and two away. Now Jimmy Pearsall grounded to short into a double play. Grounded to short into a four side and fly to left. Woody held to follow. Nothing Indians, eighth inning. Charlie 
Rogers' fastball is over. Strike one. strike pitch. Curve is low outside and the dirt. Ball one. One and one. Curly has retired nine men in succession. The one-one delivery. Fastball outside. Perhaps a little high. Two and one. Pitch, Pearsall swings and lets the foul coming back out of play in the upper deck. Two balls, two strikes. up and the 2-2 pitch. Sidearm fastball. Ball three. Little outside. The paid attendance tonight is 25,651. Overall total here including servicemen admitted free of 26,771. Full count on Jimmy Pearsall. And the payoff pitch is swung on, drilled to deep center. There goes Mantle racing back, still going, still going, and he grabs it in deep center for the out. No runs, no hits, no errors, no one left on. And at the end of seven and a half innings, Cleveland won, New York, nothing. Friends, your friendly neighborhood tavern is a perfect place for meeting old friends and winning new ones. And that's a 300-year-old fact. For over 300 years, your neighborhood tavern has been known as a place of good fellowship. In honor of this great American institution, this month of May has been declared National Tavern Month. Make it a point to stop in at your neighborhood tavern during National Tavern Month. And while you're there, make it a point to ask the man for Valentine, the crisp refresher. Valentine beer proves to more people every day that a beer can be truly light and still give you all the honest-to-goodness lager beer flavor you want. That's what makes Valentine the largest selling beer in the East. So stop in at your neighborhood tavern during National Tavern Month and ask the man for the crisp refresher, Valentine Beer. We pause for station identification. Tune to 1460. This is WOKO, Albany, New York. Elston Howard. Hitting seventh in the order, leads off. He hit to the box and flied to center. Richardson on deck and Turley scheduled to follow. Jim Perry. Perry the magnificent tonight. 
into the windup, and the pitch is in there. Strike one. He has uh, used his fastball to good advantage, but not terribly often. He has mixed it in with his curves and sliders and changes up, change-ups, but he may go to the fastball a lot now. Curve is low outside for a ball. One ball, one strike. against the bunt possibility. Now Perry to the windup delivers, and it's high and inside, and Bobby did have a bunt in motion. He started to bunt and had to really get out of there to get avoid being uh, hit. One ball, one strike. The one-one pitch. Swung on line. A great stop by Strickland, he leaps and grabs the ball of a line drive hit by Bobby Richardson. George Strickland reached as high as he could go to grab that one, just as Woody Hell did uh, off the bat of Scourin in the seventh inning. Bob Curley is due to bat, and I believe he'll be coming out. Here he comes. play by George Strickland to take the base hit away from Richardson, and that would have been a double at least because Richardson, or rather Strickland, was uh, playing close to the line. The play was all the better because, remember, he was playing in uh, in anticipation of a possible bunt. The delivery to Turley, swung on and missed strike one, curved him. Two back on deck. on and missed. Strike two. Another curve. (laughs) 
No balls, two strikes. And the delivery. Swung on and fouled off to the right of the plate out of play into the lower stands. The Indians in the ninth inning are, uh, will have Held and Power and Romano do up. Here's the pitch, and it's inside for a ball. Two count on Turley, one away, one run in the eighth, one won the score. Perry's pitch swung on and fouled off to the right of the plate. One ball, two strikes. In comes the next pitch, and it's inside for ball two, two two. delivery. Swung on, lined into left, and Pearsall, and it's over his head! And there goes Curley, heading for two, and he'll hold up with two bases. Jimmy Pearsall misjudged it. The ball was hit hard. He started in, and then had to go back, and it sailed by him for a double. Pearsall, who is uh, generally a, you know, a real top-flight outfielder, didn't pick it up. The ball was a liner, and Jimmy started in on it, and then when he started to go back, it was a little late. For most uh, uh, players, that would have been a triple. Curley now is on second. The batter is Kubek, who doubled to right, fly to right center, and grounded to second. Romano goes out to talk to Perry. second, Kubek at bat. Perry getting a sign from Romano. Into the stretch. And the pitch. Ball one outside. About a half speed pitch. second. Not too big a lead. And the pitch. Swung on line drive base hit to left center, but Curley will not score, I don't believe. Here's the throw. He's held at third and into second goes Kubek.
fullback singles to left and takes second on the throw to the plate. Charlie didn't have much of a lead, as we were telling you, and uh, the hard liner to left center, Pearsall, went over, got the ball, and fired high to the plate, enabling Kubek to go to second. Out of the dugout now comes Joe Gordon. Flash goes out to talk to Jim Perry, and we'll see whether or not he makes a change. Gordon out the mound with Romano and Perry. goes out for the relief pitcher, a left-hander. Shirley comes on into the dugout to uh, rest a while. City 3 to 1 and a start May 1st and lost to Baltimore in his last start 9 2. Jim Perry will soon depart and fans will give him a nice hand. He pitched tremendous ball up to this inning. Howard's home run sort of shook him a little and the misjudgment of Charlie's liner got him into further trouble. quite a show tonight. In seven and one-third innings of pitching, he allowed four hits, three in this inning. Walked two, struck out four. So far, just been charged with one run. Got into a little trouble after Howard's solid homer. A 400-foot-plus drive in the left field seats to open the eight for the second hit and the first since the first inning. Richardson was robbed of at least a double on a tremendous play by Strickland. And then Turley's liner, apparently misjudged by Pearsall, went for a double. And Bob didn't take too much of a lead off second and on the base hit that followed by Kubek into the gap in left center. He only got as far as third. 
But Kersall racing into the gap and making a fine throw to the plate on which Kubek raced to second. Dick Stigman, a left-hander. This is the case. Uh, this is a case of where uh, a manager doesn't play it by the book, and a lot of managers uh, don't go by the book exactly or all the time. But Stigman is a fellow who's got good curve, and good slider, and keeps the ball low. And that's what they're trying to do, get somebody here now and make them hit on the ground. McDougal flying to left and right and took a third strike. Turley on third. Kubek on second. One out. Infield in for play at the plate. The wind-up by the left-hander and the pitch. It's in there for a strike. outside for a ball, one and one. Stickman gives you a lot of motion out there. And big fella, 6'3", 200 pounds, 24 years old. Infield in. Charlie leads off third, Kubek off second, one out. The left-hander of the wind-up and the pitch. McDougal swings and misses. Sinker ball, one and two. count on McDougal. Runners on second and third. Relief pitcher Dick Stigman swings to the windup. Around comes the left arm. The pitch swung on and missed. Strike three. Stigman strikes out McDougal. Two away now. And the batter is Mantle who walked, fly to center and fly to left. like uh, Jerry Staley on Sunday. Infield back at normal depth. One strike. Stigman to the windup and the pitch. It's low and inside for a ball blocked by Romano. Almost a wild pitch. One and one. about Stigman in spring training. Engines trained in Arizona. It's the first time we've seen him work. Gives you a big motion. Throw some wicked breaking stuff out there. Turley on third and Kubek on second with two outs. One all, last of the eight. 
now the pitch. It's outside, ball two, two and one. Romano looks over into the Cleveland dugout. Gives his sign to Dick Stigman, left-hander in relief of Perry. End of the windup. Here's the pitch, and Mantle takes ball three. Blowing outside. Three and one. Three balls, one strike. Turley on third, Kubek on second. Two outs in the eighth inning of a 1-1 ball game. Now the 3-1 pitch. Swung on and foul back. Strike two. Full count. Count on Mantle. Stigman wants a new ball to throw. up and the payoff pitch and Mantle takes high ball four. That ball is way up high. Here's Roger Maris walking up for the bases loaded. Two outs. He popped the short, walked and grounded the second. on the line tonight, and he has failed to hit. He's walked twice. Two outs, and Roger Maris up. Left-hand hitter. Stickman into the windup, and the pitch to Maris. High and inside, ball one. One Yankees, one eighth inning. Charlie Kubek and Mantle aboard, two out. Stickman ready, the left-hander of the windup. Men lead away the pitch. Swung on, hit, foul down the first baseline. Strike one, one and one. One ball, one strike. down and three on, score tied one all. Dick Stigman swings to the windup, around comes the left arm, the pitch, swung on foul back upstairs, strike two, one and two. It's been an odd inning at that. Elston Howard opened the inning with a homer to tie the score, and since then, the Yankees have been uh, trying to go ahead. They got Perry out. The base is loaded in two outs and one ball and two strikes. The count on Roger Maris. Here's the windup, the pitch, and Maris takes just outside 2-2. Well, 
was a wicked curveball he laid off of. Two balls, two strikes. Relief pitcher Dick Stickman leans forward, goes to the windup. Around comes the left arm. The pitch is high and inside. Ball three as Maris hits the dirt. Full count. Kubek on second, Mantle on first, two outs, three and two on Maris. Dick Stickman out on the mound. Getting the sign. He's ready there, go three runners. Here's the payoff pitch, and it is swung on and popped up. Here's Vic Power getting under it, and the sides retire. And the left-hander stayed with him. One run for New York. Three hits, no Cleveland errors, and three Yankees left on. And at the end of eight innings of play, it's a 1-1 ball game. Bob Charlie's pitch to Woody. In there, strike one. Big power on deck and Romano to follow. So we got another fingernail biter as we had on Sunday for a while. took over for short in the fifth inning two out his curveball is fouled down the third baseline strike two short strained the elbow in his pitch on uh, in his pitching arm and had to retire no balls two strikes They won it one to nothing. 
The pitch to Vic Power. Swung on, a bounder, hit out to second. Richardson up with it, throws to Scowron, two away. Now Johnny Romano. He lined back to the pitcher, grounded to third, struck out. First of the ninth inning, a 1-1 ball game. that insured the thumb of each member of its Tiddlywinks team for $700. Got to hand it to them. Well, let's turn from the lighter side of sports to the lighter side of beer. And that means Valentine, of course. Valentine is the light beer with true lager flavor. Lightness and lager beer flavor. Two good reasons why folks from Maine to Florida have made Valentine the largest selling beer in the East. How about you? Refresh with a crisp refresher soon. Three left-hander who came in and put the fire out before it could uh, do any damage after Howard homered in the eighth off Perry to tie the score. You have a rough spot for him to be in. Base is loaded and three and two on the batter. He's ready to pitch the Scourin. Struck out, foul to the catcher and lined to short. In comes the pitch. Swung on, grounded out to short, and it is grabbed by Hell to throw in time. One away. Yogi Barrow will be coming up. He flied to right center, popped to third, and grounded to second.
Rhodes in. Dick Stigman swings to the wind-up. Round comes the left arm. The pitch is high. Ball one. Nothing pitch on its way to Yogi. In there, strike one, one and one. The one-one pitch to Barrett. Swung on, say, fly ball into short center. Temple going out, and he's got it. Two away. And here's Elston Howard, who homered to keep the Yankees in the ball game in the eighth inning. He had hit to the box and flied to center and led off in the eighth with a line drive homer to the left field stand. Two down, last of the ninth. One and one the score. Dick Stegman to the windup. Around comes the left arm, and the pitch is in there. Strike one, fastball. The next delivery. Swung on, lined out into right center for a base hit. And Howard turns first, backhanded nicely by Keene. The throw in the second. Howard's in there with a double. Richardson on and uh, pitched to Turley, I believe. Bobby Richardson, who flied to left, popped to short and lined to third. I believe will be put on first base. He'll be intentionally passed in ball one. second one. Bobby sort of seemed he could reach the ball. And the third one. Now the fourth one. Joe Richardson is purposely passed. And Casey now has to decide whether he wants to leave Turley in there or not. He's been pitching well. With two outs. He may make a move. We'll see. Hector Lopez is going to hit for him. Hector Lopez will hit for Turley. has forced Casey to uh, send up a pinch hitter with two outs for Turley, who in relief of short, after short stained his elbow, worked four and one-third innings of hitless ball. Walked one, struck out one, and didn't allow any runs. And 
now Ken Hunt's going in to run for Howard. Howard getting a hands, he leads. Ken Hunt running for Howard. in the last of the ninth. Hunt on second. Richardson on first. One and one, the score. Dick Stigman to the stretch. The pitch in there for strike. No balls, one strike, two down. Tanner again to the stretch. Here's the pitch. Swung on, grounded down first, and a throw is in time to first base to the pitcher who covers, and the side retires. Lopez grounded a big power deep at first. Stickman got over and took the throw to retire the side. No runs, one hit, no errors, and two left on. Yogi Berra will switch from left field to the plate, and Ryan Duran is coming in to pitch. who tuned in late in the first inning. Temple doubled. Keen walked. Pearsall wrapped into a double play. Temple going to third. Scored on Held's double. And in the uh, last of the first, Kubek opened with a double. And that's the last hit the Yankees got until the eighth inning when Howard homered. The Yankees then uh, loaded the bases. Sigmund having uh, relieved Perry. And Sigmund got the side out with the Yankees having a chance with the bases loaded and a 3-2 count on Maris before he popped up in the inning and then of course the last of the ninth situation where the winning run was on second two outs and Sigmund kept that from coming home while Ryan Duran uh, loosens up we'll pause for station identification you are tuned to 1460 on the radio dial this is WOKO Albany New York the time in five seconds, 10.45. Present temperature is 58 degrees. Now in the 10th inning, Joe Gordon is uh, making his move uh, in the switch department. Bob Hale will bat for George Strickland, the left-hand batter. Hale hitting for Strickland. He's a guy with power. And then you're going to have a big rookie, Walt Bond, a six-foot-six left-hand batter, coming up to hit for Carol Hardy. Bob Hale, who's two for six power hitter, so is Walt Bond. Ryan Duran coming on in the tent. Bob Turley, who took over for short in the fifth with two outs, showed uh, his best form of the year. But Casey had to take him out for the pinch hitter with the possibility of uh, 
getting a hit to win the game the last of the night. It was not forthcoming, and so we're in the tenth, and here's Bob Hale up. Ryan Duran to the windup, and the pitch. Swung on, hit foul down the left field line, out of play. Strike one. Duran's sixth relief appearance. The last worked against Kansas City on Friday. Worked an inning in two-thirds and was credited with the victory. Nothing in one. Duran into the windup, the pitch to Hale. Swung on line out to left, and Hunt falls down, gets up, and makes the catch. Hunt slipped on the grass, went down, got up, and made the catch. One away. A liner to left. Now here is Walt Bond, the rookie you've heard so much about. Walter Bond, six feet six. He made the jump from Reading to this club with some sensational spring hitting. He's had 13 for 51, including three homers and 12 runs batted in. A menacing figure at the plate for that big bat, the heaviest in the, in the league. He can whip it. Duran to the windup and the pitch. Swung on and missed track one. He took a cut at a real good fastball. Woo. If he ever makes connection, he's going to really send that one soaring in orbit. No balls, one strike. up around comes the right arm the pitch looked out it hit uh, bond it hit him somewhere on on the hand i don't know where it hit him he gets up and wally bach the trainer comes out to check him i don't know where it hit him but he oh it hit him on the hand Striding into an in high inside pitch is hit on the hand. Glad it didn't hit him. I thought he was hit in the face at first. Dick Stigman is due up. The Indian trainer is uh, rubbing the hand of uh, Walt Bond. baseball cap for him. Boy, that had to hurt. Ryan was pitching him in tight. And he just, as he started to stride into the pitch and couldn't get out of the way of the ball, tailed into him and hit him on the hand. is massaging the hand.
right. He's going to stay in. Red Crest, the coach down there talking with him and the trainer. departs and we're ready to continue in the 10th inning of a 1-1 ball game Dick Stigman batting right-handed McDougal comes in in the event of a bunt Stigman's had one for three this season throw over to first bonds back stretch. Bond with the leadoff first. Another throw over and he's back. Sometimes a pitcher will do that. See if a hitter will uh, commit himself. See if he'll square around to be in bunting uh, position. So far he hasn't. Here's the pitch and it's inside for a ball. One ball, no strikes. Stigman looks at Jojo White for the sign. Stretch by Duran. McDougal creeping in. And the pitch. It's bunted foul to the right of the plate out of play. Strike one, one and one. Duran calls McDougal over. by Duran. Bond leads off first. The pitch to Stigman is bunted. And the play is to first base to Richardson. Advancing Bond to second. Stigman sacrifices and is out. Duran to Richardson who covered. And now coming up is Johnny Temple with Harvey Keene on deck. talking to Duran for a moment, now comes back behind the plate. Temple scored the Indians' run in the first inning when he doubled and scored on Hell's double. Grounded to short, walked and grounded to short. Walt Bond on second base with two outs. Tenth inning, one and one. stretch. Bond leads off second. The pitch to Johnny Temple. In there for a strike. Nothing in one. Temple guarding that plate. 
Jones with a good lead off second. Duran delivers, and Temple swings and fouls it back up here. Strike two. Nothing in two. No balls, two strikes. Harvey Keene on deck. Taking a lot of time. Gets the sign from Barra. Into his stretch. Bond with a good long lead off second base. Here's the pitch, and it swung on. Little looper out to right field. Here's the run coming on in to score. Ball gets away from uh, Barron into second goes Temple, and the Indians lead two to one. Temple slices a single to right to score Bond and takes second on the throw to the plate. Now, Temple scored the first run and has driven in the second one. Now here's Harvey Keene who walked twice, safe on an error by Kubek at short and grounded to second. The hit batsman came around to score. Ready to pitch now to Harvey Keene. Swung on, bounced over the head of the pitcher, and Keene beats it out for a base hit as Temple goes to third. Harvey Keene chops a single over the head of Duran and brings up Jimmy Pearsall with runners on first and third. Pearsall grounded to short into a double play, grounded to short into a force play, flying to left and flying to center. Duran had had uh, ten hitless innings until Temple sliced the single to right. Runners on first and third, one run in in the tenth. The pitch to Pearsall, bunted foul out of play. Strike one. No balls, one strike. Temple leads off third, Keen off first. Guren into the stretch. And the pitch. Swung on. There's a drive to deep right field. That ball is going, going down. A home run for Jimmy Pearsall. Scoring Temple and Keene ahead of him. And Jimmy is sprinting around the bases. And the Indians come up with a four-run tenth inning. And they lead five to one. It's almost a replay of Sunday's game of the White Sox. Jimmy Pearsall hits a home run to the opposite field, his first of the year. A three-run homer. And now, here's what he held. Right-hand batter and the pitch. High and inside, ball one. A two-out rally by the Indians, and they lead five to one. 
coming into the windup. And the pitch. It's inside for ball two. Two and nothing. It's almost an exact uh, duplicate of Sunday's game. Uh, it went to the tenth inning, and the White Sox scored five runs in the tenth. A two-nothing count now on Woody Held, who's had one for four. Duran's pitch swung on and missed strike one. Held, double to right, grounded to first and short, and fouled out to the catcher. Landis hit a three-run homer in the 10th inning to the opposite field. To climax a five-run 10th inning for the White Sox on Sunday. Now the pitch. Outside, ball three, three and one. A three-one count. the 3-1 pitch. Inside for ball four. Held walks. And the batter now is Vic Power. Four runs in for Cleveland in the tenth inning. Outfield straight away for Power. delivery. Swung on line over second to right field for a base hit. Maris up with it. Throws quickly in and held. Stops at second. And the Indians keep a rolling. With two outs and a runner on base on second. They have had three hits to walk and a hit. And now the ninth man to come up in the inning. Johnny Romano. Who lined to first, grounded to third, struck out and flied to left. Indians. WOKO, Albany, New York, 1460 on the radio dial. Held on second, power on first. takes his stretch and the pitch strike call over the outside corner two on two out four in held off second power off first the pitch swung on fouled off out of play to the right of the plate into the upper deck two strikes with, taking his time. Held it, moving off second. Power, the big lead off first. And the delivery. Swung on and fouled back upon the netting. Count remains. Two strikes on Johnny Romano.
again to the stretch. Runners lead away from first and second. And the pitch. Swung on and foul back to the screen. Count holds it. Two strikes. favor of Cleveland. Tenth inning. Romano guarding that plate. Hell leads away from second. Big power with a big lead off first. Scouring back deep. Duren into that slow stretch. And the pitch. Swung on and missed strike three. And the sides retired. Four runs for Cleveland. Four hits. No Yankee errors and two left on for the Indians. And at the end of nine and a half innings, it's Cleveland five, New York one. In the last half of the tenth, the Yankees will have Kubek, McDougal, and Mantle coming up. Dick Stigman, a six-foot-three left-hander who relieved Jim Perry in the seventh inning, with runners on uh, first and third and one out after Howard and Homer to tie the score he struck out McDougal walked Mandel to load the bases went to a 3-2 count with Maris and got him to pop out to Vic Power here's Kubek had two for four the pitch looked out inside for a ball and then the ninth inning with two outs and the winning run in scoring position, he retired pinch hitter Hector Lopez. Stigman's delivery. Kubek takes a strike. One and one. Bubba Phillips has gone in at third base, and Walt Bond is in center field. A one-one count. In comes the pitch. Swung on a fly ball hit into center. Bond is waiting for it and makes the catch. One down. Gil McDougal steps in. Flied to left and right. Took a third strike and swung at a third strike. Five-one Cleveland. Tenth inning. In comes the pitch. Outside. Ball one. the pitch. Swung on. There's a fly ball into right field. Keene moves over toward the line and makes the catch for the second out. Two down and here's Mantle who walked, flied to center, flied to left and walked. The White Sox Red Sox game uh, has been resumed and it is five and five in the last of the eighth. Kansas City beat Baltimore 10 nothing. Tigers snapped their 10 game losing streak beating Washington 1 nothing. down now in the tenth. Stigman of the wind up the pitch to Mantle. Outside ball one. And the left-hander delivers and Mantle swings and bounces it deep to short. Held with that good arm. Throws and gets him. 
And the side is retired, and the Indians win it in 10 innings, 5-1. to one. And Mantle's 13-game hitting streak is at an end. No runs, no hits, no errors, no one left on. The totals, the Indians, five runs, nine hits, no errors, and seven men left on base. The Yankees, one run, five hits, one error, and eight men left on base. The winning pitcher is Dick Stigman, who uh, came on in the eighth inning with one out and pitched two and two-thirds innings to get the victory. Jim Perry had pitched brilliant ball, one hit ball for seven and, and uh, well, for seven innings, and then Howard homered in the eighth to tie it. Billy Short worked four and two-thirds innings, allowed five hits and one run, and Turley, who relieved him after Short, hurt his uh, elbow, pitched four and a third innings of hitless ball. Duran, who came on in the tenth, gave up four hits and four runs and is charged with his first loss of the year. He has a record of one and one. Stickman has won two and lost one. So the Yankees lose their second straight extra inning game and both uh, cut out of the same pattern with the White Sox on Sunday getting five in the tenth to win that one and the Indians four in the tenth tonight to win this one. Tomorrow, it'll be Duke Moss against Gary Bell. I hope you'll join us in some crisp refresher, Valentine beer, the light beer with true lager flavor.